When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Michael, and before we start the show, I have some more Patreon shout-outs for you guys. I want to thank Pac-Man. I want to thank Adam Miok. I may have already named you, but you get to hear it twice. Hannah Banner, Megan Barbie, Christian Jewell, and Nicole Trieras. There's two L's in there. It's either Trieras or Trielaras. You know who Trielaras. It's Trieras. Trieras. Sorry, I butchered your name. Anyway, thank you, Nicole, and thank you, everybody, for your patronage. Um, one little thing, guys. If you're a website, don't think you're going to uh, donate a dollar and get away with us plugging your website name. That's not how this works. So if you put your whole website in there, I'm not going to say the whole thing. You will still get thanked, but I'm not dropping your business. All right, guys. Now it's time for the show! <laughs> Hey, never apologize for being excited about our podcast. I just wanted to double up on those vocals. It's fun to talk to 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 talk along. Yeah, talk along with Pete Gardner. Still voice so of ever, Sassy or Sassy. grateful for that. Uh, that's Pete Gardner. That's yeah. Pete Gardner. Oh, yeah. I know. In one He's take, such a too. star. Yeah. yeah, he just, uh, boy, we should probably pay him for that, but we're not going to. We'll buy to. him a coffee or we'll something. We'll pat him on the back. We'll say th- you know what we'll do? We'll say thank you. He's happy to help. Uh, welcome back to uh, episode 41. Well, not welcome back to episode 41. This is the only time we've had episode 41. But welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the podcast where amazing guests share their personal paranormal history, and we tell tales of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host. Bryce Johnson. And our trusty producer. Riley Bray. And today, you uh, just heard her a moment ago, we have, uh, oh boy, let me tell you about this woman. Say it, say it, say it. <laughs> she is uh, one of the stars of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, <laughs> but more importantly, she's a dear friend, but more importantly, Aww. she is a super talented actor, super talented dancer, which I have come to come to grips with over this past weekend, <laughs> and a super, super talented vocalist. She's a real triple threat. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gabrielle Ruiz. Yay! Hey guys, thank you for the intro. Wow, that was a good intro. You sound so legendary. Oh, boy. oh my, le- it's I, very I, appropriate for this podcast. I've been thinking about you all weekend because really, what? Did you, mm. Well, you know, more than usual Michael. because Saturday, <laughs> uh, it's fine. I don't care about spoilers. It's not a spoiler to say that uh, we've we're rehearsing a big dance number for the upcoming mm-hmm, season of Crazy mm-hmm. X. Now, Gabrielle. I've done some of the tour shows, live shows with you. I know how good of a dancer you are. Thanks, dude. Uh, and performer in general. Uh, but I tell you what, <laughs> I got my ass 
beat. My legs are so sore. I feel like I did CrossFit for eight hours. And this is coming from a very doughy man who's about to turn 40. My, like, le- my like legs are... like a 20-minute dance rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, this is a quick one today. Like, oh, guys, can I get a five-minute break, please? And I, would ju- I just kept looking over at Gabrielle, who's just like, whatever, well. and then nailing, 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 well. nailing it. So you've you've been tra- you're very trained. Well, I also did a warm up before rehearsal. Well, I did like too. Like everyone else doesn't do. I did, I did a warm up. Just throwing shade at my whole cast right now. What do you now. mean? I did a warm up. What did you do? Cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, sat around. I talked. Sat around. You talked. No, you I asked did every- stre- how everyone's doing. I did stretches. I did lots of leg stretches. I yeah. did runners stretches. Oh, okay. I did ankle okay. Stre- I did is- ankle stuff. This is a warm up. But okay. I'm just. Did you do tendus and rondes jambes and oh, don't some get all French on me because if you don't do those, on you, you're not doing it. Listen, right. well, only, the only reason I do it is because I just kept hurting myself. Where through were my you? 20s and learned my where lesson. were you? I was outside warming up when the leg pain came for me. <laughs> where were you? <laughs> well, anyway, you're well, make happy it, to have you in the dance number. Y- yeah, honestly, <laughs> I'm going to a second rehearsal for. <laughs> They'll fix it in post, Michael. <laughs> They'll fix it in post. I don't know if they can fix my balance, but I'm going to a second, like, loser (laughs) rehearsal today. (laughs) It's like the ones who got cut from, all right, everybody who did great, you can uh, go home tomorrow. Michael, we'll need you back tomorrow. Michael, we're going to be back. I'm going to die. It's going to be fun. There was it's a gonna moment, be lots of fun to die. There was a moment together. where I was like, "What if I have a heart attack in front of my entire cast? This is going to be <laughs> legendary." Just so you know, though, <laughs> I was, legend, but yeah, I also I was out of breath. Just so you know, I haven't danced like that in a very long that's time. Cr- so. That's okay. Good. That's good to feel, know, right? I'm being honest. Yes, that was crazy. No, it wasn't. Crazy. Well, it wasn't crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> it I'm was also just, it was the... just a dance rehearsal. Like it's cardio. Oh, that's why, man. like in New York, I, I mean, I was in New York for ten years before Crazy X, and doing that all day, like a 10 a.m. rehearsal. I know this. We're not talking about. New no, York City is, in this podcast. Hey, Bigfoot dances. Hey, this Bigfoot is part dances. of our warm-up. This is our warm-up. So, I mean, I would do that kind of two-hour uh, audition, dance audition that I've never done before, and then you, like, walk around the city all day. I was snatched, man, and exhausted. It's, you were snatched? snatched. Is yeah. that like a... Snatched means, like, I was a dancer fit, term. Is that know? like a late 2000 fit. term for ripped? Because <laughs> Pretty much. Where I come from, that means something else. No, yeah, it was... It, it means was... kidnapped. <laughs> Mm, you think, you think your mind's going dirtier. <laughs> oh, oh, so it was boy. nice. It was nice to check my pulse again. I'm not going to lie. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. No, it was and good. And then sleep really hard. <laughs> I really wanted. I, I was like, I need to get into some Bryce Johnson shape. That's what I was thinking. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Just no modesty about it. <laughs> you goddamn right. You goddamn right, boy. <laughs> You're going to get in it. Oh, Bryce has. Uh, do you want to tell everybody at home about your new plan? Oh, my secret ambition? Yes. Well, my secret dream is to become a uh, a, a country uh, country bar singer. <laughs> Go on. Is that, was that the one you were referring yeah. to? Go yeah. Go on. Okay. And where will we put this country bar? Oh, it'll probably be somewhere in like Tennessee or... In the know, back of... In the back. Oh, my back of my Bigfoot Museum? Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Big country co- bar. Yeah. It's like a speakeasy. Bigfoot country bar. Yeah. It's going to be like speakeasy-ish where you need a password? Yeah, no, that's too hip. It's just going to be like, you know, <laughs> right, coming fair. off the street. And you just got to show buy a little some, cleavage. Or maybe buy some merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I might sell something or some old cigarettes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be it's gonna be greasy and down and dirty. It's that's just, good merch. Yeah. Just old cigarettes. It's like... These are my old cigarettes. <laughs> it's going to be... Two bucks a Pop. It's going to be pre-Swayze uh, Roadhouse. Totally. Like when there's a cage that yeah. the singers have to sit behind because the bottles are being thrown at them. Totally. My yeah. dad always loved that uh, that sign in the bathroom. Uh, was it Sam Neill's? It, don't eat the big white mint 
over the urinal. <laughs> I always loved oh, that. Oh, man. That was, that was great. I'm going to find you that sign one that, day. Yeah. Totally. Hey, <laughs> you, had, you grew up in Reno. Yeah. You are, it's like, That's as country uh, bar it's as it written gets. on your birth certificate, a lease to a country bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Reno's the, yeah. uh, the You are allowed one if you grow up in Reno. I would think so. The biggest, I think so. The biggest little shitty in the world. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're going to get into it with Gabrielle. Uh, but before we do that, we have some... BCC News. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard this story. I know I shared it with uh, my friends here, uh, producer Riley and co-host Bryce Johnson. Gabrielle, I don't know if you've heard about this. Spill it. But last week, there was some incident at a uh, a uh, an observatory mm-hmm. in uh, Sunspot, New Mexico, which is only two and a half hours away from Roswell, New Mexico. Right. So nice. basically what happened was something happened at the observatory where the FBI <gasps> swooped in <gasps> And shut down this whole entire, it was up on Mount, I think, Arrowhead or something. I'll take a look at that. Um, But it's this forest observatory that also oversees uh, the White Sands nuclear test missile range Mm -hmm. as well. So they they shut this shit down. Not only that, but they shut down the post office nearby and uh, relocated all the postal workers. Whoa. Even the local sheriff did not know what was going on. Whoa. This is is just an observatory. This isn't like a a military installation or anything. It's like a common day tourist, a solar observatory. Yeah, so it was shut down uh, for for the past 10 days. Um, Still shut down? Well, they're they're going to reopen it. That just came out in the on the news uh, today as we record this. It's been handled. Well, so what they're saying is we still don't have a lot of details, but people were starting to think that this, you know, that there were some sort of like like a UFO sighting yeah. or some sort of strange maybe, thing happening totally. that uh, was UFO related or alien related. That oh, maybe man. this telescope caught something or whatever. Um, but it was very mysterious because they, even local law enforcement, they helped the FBI shut things down, but they weren't even told what was going on. And now I guess we're getting a little bit more information that it was some type of criminal investigation where the FBI believed that the people at the observatory may have been in danger. Oh, really? Uh, but they're still not saying what it was, who the suspect was, or or why. Whoa. Um, but but basically, the sheriff has now come out, I believe, and said, uh, we just didn't want to give any details because it could have tipped off the suspect as to what's happening. But mm-hmm. it's really strange. Mm-hmm. And they, they've mm-hmm. also had private security there all week because there's a lot of pilgrims coming in now to to hang out and watch the circus and see what's going on. I mean, it does reek very much like the... You know, smokescreen kind of stuff you hear, like, or in uh, Close Encounters when they, like, pretended that there was a uh, a radiation leak around. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they could, the military could come in and film this without yes. any witnesses around. So it right. is, it's very strange. And very for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the government. Very for real. Mm-hmm. The government secretly shutting down basically a small town just invites. It's like, if you want anyone to think that there are aliens involved, that's what you do. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what you do. Oh, I totally believe it. Yeah. Totally. So I don't know. So this story is still developing, but it's kind of weird, weird stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I, and the fact that it overlooks that military, ins- I mean, that nuclear installation. How many times have we heard where um, UFOs are flying over nuclear sites, uh, nuclear installations, and you know, spotted over there? So uh, didn't 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 I also read of some like hubbub amongst the witnesses that they 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 had seen something or 
or I hadn't I hadn't heard that yet like that. Maybe that was in a comment section or something. But yeah, very interesting story. Well, and there's a uh, I saw this morning as I was putting this together, and I was like, well, I don't have time for this uh, 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 rabbit hole. But there is a uh, there's a whole Reddit sub thread on this, which wow. I kind of want to go home out. and check it out. Yeah, for sure. See what people are saying. Um, yeah, there's an interesting theory that it's like it was hacked by potentially Chinese hackers or Russian hackers and they were using it to like spy on the Oh, the oh really? So there's Aww. that was one of the theories. Another theory was there is a mercury leak because it the the way the the telescope works it uses mercury, mm-hmm. but that one doesn't really hold a lot of water. I think I heard that too. And then I don't know, or it could be Netflix promoting the new season of Stranger Things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also. maybe. Uh yeah. Wow. Anyway, so weird stuff. Uh, Riley, you were in uh, Joshua Tree this weekend. No, it was. Uh, yes, yeah, Joshua okay, Tree, cool. Uh, Pioneer Town. And Pioneer Town, which uh, last week's guest, um, Jeremy Corbell, uh, you guys were discussing. He's from there. Yeah. Uh, and you were doing what? I was playing a show with Spindrift, my band, playing mm-hmm. some psychedelic spaghetti western music. Love the show that. go. It was great. Uh, sold a lot of tickets. It was, nice. I, I don't know if it was sold out, but it was damn near close. Any uh, club scouts there? Uh, no. Hey so guys, what's up, guys? Get on that shit. You don't want you want to come to the show? You don't want Check party it out, in the man. desert with producer Riley? <laughs> you know what did happen though? Somebody uh had their entire wedding after party at at the show, like at your show. Yeah. So they bought a block of forty tickets, and they brought, right. they brought oh, them. Nice. Oh, that's so cool! It was like they were like Spindrift fans, so they oh, no did it there after after their wedding. That's yeah. the way to do oh, it. Spindrift wedding, dude. It was awesome. Too bad you're not single. You could have like uh, met some cute bridesmaids. <laughs> I think right. I'm, I'm good. I'm all. Set. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm all set there. I mean, no but, slam again. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, no. It's, that's one of my favorite places to play. They treat us so well. The food is amazing. It's just like, and it's just this little desert outpost it's i mean there's nothing around for miles and it's uh it's a full-on old west town oh, with an old west saloon and we That's play so cool crazy western music so it really That's works your out dream over i here. wish we could have been there i know i, I know bryce you, you you're living my dream you would love this place dream. i would definitely love this place <laughs> you'll I open go check there it out. you'll yeah. open there yeah. so uh you sent last night a uh an audio message to uh well uh, a sound clip to uh bryce and me yeah yeah i was uh i was just sitting talking to one of my friends that lives out there and i generally now that we do this podcast pretty much ask everyone i talk to within the first 10 to 15 minutes like you ever seen any ufos or ghosts or anything? Oh, that's awesome <laughs> that's so great I was just catching up with a friend and he started telling me the story of seeing a ufo so i stopped him really quick and just grabbed my phone and recorded his account awesome you guys want to hear this account Most yes, have it right definitely. here let's, let's listen to this it's a couple minutes long Hey guys, it's Riley here at the Spindrift Show uh, at Pappy and Harriet's in Pioneer Town. And I was talking to my old friend RJ, and he started telling me about sighting. He's a local out here in Joshua Tree, and he started telling me about a UFO sighting he had. So, RJ, yes. what did you see, and what was the context? All right. Um, so, I live across the street from BLM land. It's this uh, big, open, dry lake bed. That's, um, you know, you get out there at night, it looks like you're on the surface of the moon or some shit. It's just nothing. As far as you can see, you can see tons of stars. And there had been some weird, like, uh, we were there like two nights before this and we, my friend, she'd seen a, uh, a UFO that basically, like, I didn't see it, but she saw a light zipper on the sky and then zoom off into this. And she was like, well, that was one of the trippiest things I've ever seen. And I, I didn't see this, but I, she was leaving the next day and I said, why don't we go and look for that UFO one more time? Cool. So, okay. So, where exactly 
is this like so people who don't know what that is um it's the uh what is the official name of it? What's going on? Oh my god, it's Luke! Good to see you. Likewise. RJ is telling me about seeing a UFO for my paranormal podcast. <laughs> Did I interrupt? No, not at all. This is this Don't is Lucas Dawson. Yeah. He was also in Spindrift. He played psychedelic cuddle steel. <laughs> How dare you? Hello. So funny. <laughs> all right, RJ, continue. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's um, uh, the Joshua Tree North BLM dispersed camping area. That's okay. But uh, it's it, it's just a bunch of nothingness, uh, like between Twenty Nine Palms and Joshua Tree. So um, we we go back to look for this UFO again, and we're standing there, and then we see basically it creeps over the hills on the lower horizon. We, it just looks like one light that's different than the others at first, like not a star moving on like right. a satellite. And then we notice that it's attached to two other lights, and it's darker in the middle. And then slowly, as our eyes adjust, we realize it's a gigantic black triangle coming over oh, the wow. hill towards us. How big would you say? What does gigantic mean? Like Star Destroyer. Like we, that's what oh we kept God. comparing it to. Like, <laughs> Star Destroyer. We're like, how big do you think that thing is? And yeah. uh, How close would you say it got to you? I have no idea. No idea how to gauge that because I mean, we, we so don't know exactly how big it was. We don't know like... <laughs> how, how long did it stay like in airspace <laughs> above you? We laughed about it because we decided we were the only people in history to finally go, well, this UFO's not going to do anything interesting and look away from it and leave. Because what? Wait, you saw it? Never do that. And you were bored? It just, <laughs> it hung, it was swinging like a pendulum in the sky. So there's a lot about society thing, yeah, right? and their attention that, that's the we, we were watching it for close to an hour. If not, really? Yeah. No oh, wow, shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's it was just hanging out, just, fl- just hovering? It would slowly move to the left and then zoom all the way to the right Like, and we'd turn our heads. Like It was moving that big of a swath. Oh, wow. Did you film this? couldn't come out. I tried. There's nothing. You can't see anything. Okay. There was no moon. It's just like stars on an iPhone. So right. Gotcha. All um, right. Yeah, but it's, uh, here's what really freaked my friend out and what uh, I even experienced, which was really weird, is she, at one point, she goes, oh my, I just almost fainted from looking at it. And I said, what? That's common, actually. Really? People, yeah, have people have reactions from seeing crafts like that. No shit. Okay. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, I stared at it and it's like, a blackness creeps up in the center of my vision. My periphery is fine, but I start getting really nauseous and dizzy, and then I start going down. And like she had to like wake herself up and be like, and, "Whoa!" And we were sober, like this, like sober, because we had just taken acid the day before. So, <laughs> okay, so so they're credible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sober. So um, I love he's like, no, sober, like super With an sober. Extra we only, I mean, it had been um, ten hours since we anyway, did acid. So I'm like, really, really, that's happening. And so I it's stare Joshua at it Tree, as well. Yeah. And this uh, does not bolster this, his case. Exactly. What she describes like a blackness starts creeping up. The center of my vision, and I feel like I'm gonna faint. And really, I'm, from the acid? I was convinced we were gonna have missing time when I got back to the car, but, but we didn't. Okay, all right, well, that's that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad, glad you weren't taken aboard. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for that story. I guess you can hear the first band starting up, so I'm gonna go eat my veggie burger and get ready to play. Uh, awesome. see you guys later. <laughs> Fresh that, field reports. That was yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. That was, that's a new segment for BCC. Our man News on the street, Riley Bray. Riley, Riley's field reports. <laughs> Riley on the street. Um, so wait, did he say that he also started to black out a he little did, bit? Yeah. His vision started to black out too? Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that what acid does though? No. No, that's what it does. And now for our brand new segment, Gabrielle wants to know, what does acid do? What does acid do? What does acid do? That's a fun show. That's a wild story, though. I mean, obviously, 
the way him talking about it and how it moved, unlike a star or a satellite, it obviously he knew that what he was looking at was anomalous. I mean, yeah. Um, and then, of course, describing like the three white lights and possibly even moving and then forming uh, that triangle shape. I mean, that's classic uh, triangular ufology. Triangle. It really is. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. It hit a lot of the classic notes. That's what I was like. It ah, sure did. Yeah, yeah. And the disorientation that people experience sometimes while mm. looking at these crafts as well, as if there's some sort of like psychic or uh, uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some, <laughs> some sort of Wi-Fi some, disturbance. Some yeah. quantum connection R- radio between the, uh, the wave attack and the and the and the you know I don't craft. Know what the scientific yep. term is. I'm just so curious about acid. Really. What do you want to know? <laughs> We're all we all dropped thirty minutes ago. So <laughs> just sit back and watch. watch Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, I'll tell you my stories then. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. I, I bet you see some really great stuff out there in the desert. Oh yeah, I mean the stars out there are gorgeous. You see the yeah. the band of the Milky Way, and that's incredible. I, miss, really nice I used to there. get uh, when I had family living up in Paso Robles. We used to have that kind of night sky. And, They've since uh, moved back to the Midwest, so I don't have access to that as much as I used to. We got to go out to Shaver Lake sometime. We're doing it. We're going to record and, an episode uh, up do there. Do an episode out there. That would be, be really, great. really fun. You know, because for those of those of you who are lucky enough to to be able to see the kind of sky like that, it's unquantifiable. Because you know, we live in L.A., and although we still get some bright stars, you know, Orion and and a few of the planets were able to Emma see Stone, and, Tom and Emma Stone, <laughs> right? And those ones, just um, hanging fruit. Yeah, you can't just set those up. But <laughs> do. Uh, no, there was one time I experienced. Uh, I was out in Texas, and uh, and uh, we were at a buddy of mine's ranch, and he said, "You know, come on out in the at, at three a.m." We stayed up till three a.m., and he brought out his telescope, and like you said, Mike, there you could see, you know, the Milky Way rift, and and just like. I, I've never seen so many stars in my life, and to be able to have that in like a backyard view every night, I was like, that's possibly why I want to become a country uh, bar star out in uh, the middle of nowhere. So ah. mm-hmm. see the stars like that every night, that would be so incredible. Let's do it. Let's open our Bigfoot roadway in. Let's yeah. do it. All right. I'm that in. sounds great. I'll buy a ticket. Great. All right. All right. I mean, I'll no, just show up. Time. I can be ready. You come sing. You're going to come sing. I'll come, come sing. sing and dance. Yeah. I'll come sing and um, dance. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Gabrielle all about her personal paranormal history. And I bet she has a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Texas. Tech Talk. All right. Now we're back with Gabrielle Ruiz, and we need to ask her... Gabrielle, Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Yeah. what's your personal, personal paranormal, paranormal history? history? Well, let me tell you, I am from South Texas, mm-hmm. okay? And my family has a huge history with paranormal activity in our West Texas house. Really? Whoa. Yes. And crazy enough, I just learned about it maybe four years ago. My parents have never told me these stories. Oh. And it was so matter of fact of my mother to tell me. And there's like layers upon layers throughout my family when they bought this house in West Texas. That's wild. So here it goes. Um, My grandfather uh, owned a produce company and a produce business, growing, uh, selling, purchasing, brokerage, all that from South Texas. And in the summers, he would move to West Texas uh, near Lubbock, which is about a 13-hour drive where I'm from, um, and uh, live there throughout the summer to be with the crops and all that one. So I grew up my whole life just seeing cabbage as far as the eye could see. Wow. Such a cool life. You were literally a cabbage patch kid. A little cabbage kid. patch kid. <laughs> and um, when we were little, before like high school, summer camp stuff or whatever, we got you know too busy to go in the summer, I grew up in, in West Texas, in Muleshoe, Texas. 
And um, the lot that my grandfather purchased for the family to live at had one house and a lot of acreage, a lot of acre acreage, acreage, acreage yeah. right? A lot of acreage, and um, it was not purchased for about like twenty years, and so we got a great deal on it. <laughs> Famous last, you know, mm-hmm. that's how it starts. <laughs> right. And um, it was one house, and my uncle. My Aunt Linda, so my dad's one of five kids, and he's the youngest. So my Aunt Linda, who's the oldest, everyone, every sibling of my dad, my grandfather had worked for my grandfather at a certain point. He basically had kids to have to employees. have employees. That's what they did them. back then. Pretty yeah. much, yeah, 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 pretty much. And so my Aunt Linda lived at this house first, and um, they were the ones that were uh, renovating it and trying to just update it. And they met the neighbor next door, and he was like, "Oh, did you guys ever meet this?" the lady that lived at this house and they were like no we didn't we just you know ended up it was kind of an easy buy and she, he was like yeah she was strange mm. she was really really strange and so he was just he was like really he was like yeah i think she was a witch i was gonna say <laughs> i was just gonna say yeah she was now in that west yeah like texas like west texas has like a lot of activity there mm-hmm. with sorcery and witchcraft bruja. and whatnot bruja mm-hmm. and um they were like okay Cool. And so my aunt didn't Thanks think anything of it. Up. So they found the root cellar. This is the beginning of a horror of a film. Of a great horror story. A great horror film for the family. Like it just it keeps past like each family member had an experience, including myself. Mm. Now, do we know if she was a good witch or a bad witch? He's I think we know because they found the root cellar, which is basically where you go for tornadoes, right? And yeah. hold your jams and jellies and all that, right? And um, they couldn't open it because it was like cemented shut, like the latch was cemented. Oh, my and God. so they finally got through, and they found leather-bound books in there <gasps> of witchcraft and warlock books. Oh, what? Like just I want those. Books. Yeah, can there. We, can we have those. <laughs> <laughs> was there a so witchcraft? Pentagram? Witchcraft is actually good intention, right? Right. Versus yeah, yeah, sorcery, yeah. which is bad, mm, isn't it? Mm, it can is be both. It's a matter of interpretation. It's a matter of interpretation, sure. right? Well, it I was. Mean, my mom said witchcraft for sure, but um, witchcraft. I mean, there's good witchcraft, there's bad. It's right. just intention, right? Exactly. So they found the leather bound books, and they found a lot of mechanisms and tools and whatnot, no and way. they tried burning mechanisms and tools. That's what I know. That's all because this is all like passed down through the family that I just found out. Okay, yeah. four years ago, yeah. full grown adult. <laughs> Michael wants wand details. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have. Sorry, you know they didn't Facetime me in then. So <laughs> let me pull out the Harry Potter wand guide here. Now, did it look more like this? It, or? Yeah. <laughs> what color was it? Unicorn hair. <laughs> I don't know, but they tried burning the books, and they they would not burn okay no time time out real Guys, quick or side pause for a good. moment so uh i'm going to assume that if your family's first first thought <laughs> is to burn, burn this the stuff that they are probably pretty religious extremely religious okay. yeah i grew up catholic okay all christian so they see any sign of witchcraft get as rid of this it. is the devil's work this is the okay. devil's work right. absolutely bring the priest Boil up the house, bless the house, bring the fire. But they did not burn. They didn't burn? No. Well, does leather really burn? I don't know. Well, books are made of pages, and that should (laughs) burn. Paper. Yeah. Science talk with Bryce Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but what are the pages made of, Bryce? Magic. Wood, boy, wood. (laughs) That is so crazy. And you just learned this story like four years ago? Four years ago. Because this is like something that people remember. (laughs) What happened to the books? Oh, I forgot to tell you about that time we burned those witch books. They did not burn them. You just said they did not burn them. Well, they attempted to, Michael, they attempted to burn them. 
them. They attempted to burn them, and then they some they just got rid of them out of the house. Did they throw them away? And shoved, or? I mean, I they just got rid of them. Oh my god! Which is probably I hope they didn't bury them. And him. that's when the hauntings began. Well, and also the neighbor said that he was like, "Yeah, she's a strange lady. I think she was a witch." And he was like, "I would see lights coming through my window." What? And so I would look out, and he was like, "And it looked like fireworks were coming, were Are exploding you? inside the house." Oh my god! He's like, "It looked like fireworks." Like, that's how well lit it was and explosive of color. What? And this here is like I thought Faustian you were going to. In Mule Shoe, Texas. Here I thought she was going to come in with, like, heard some footsteps up above the attic. But <laughs> no, dude. I saw a shadow yeah, person. Hell no. And I got scared. You no, might be winning our, our, our personal paranormal no, history. Jaw dropping. My mother. And this so is here's the deal is my mother is very passionate, very um, expressive. Yeah. And um, very, like, the, you know, the matriarch of our family. And um, when she was telling me this, she was like, oh, yeah, I didn't tell you this. Wow. I was like, no, you didn't tell me How this. How do you miss that? Right. How do you not tell me this? Well, she was maybe like, they well, I didn't want bit. you guys to be scared. Yeah. Or, you know, you guys were little. And she's like, but no, I didn't tell you. Like, the whole time she was telling me each story, she always ended it with, wait, I didn't tell you this? Wow. I was like, Mom, I would remember you telling me this. The story goes on. You ready oh, for God. some more? Yes. I, I, but I, I'm still want, I want to know if she was like, Satanic witchcraft, or like, or like real, like bad satanic witchcraft. Well, the, or like just she's like a Wiccan who likes bright lights. Like I don't know how much did your visuals go off in your head though when she's like the neighbor saw like these like yes. sparks. Oh, totally. my, my mind was going, that's oh, like, I could see that. That's like <laughs> sleeping. That's like Sleeping Beauty. If you yeah. think about it, like There's the Disney like film. You know, the she is like chilling with Mistopheles <laughs> down there. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and so. They, the the family, my Aunt Linda, like cemented the entire backyard. They cemented the cellar. And that's where I grew up. I saw the backyard just fully cemented. And so we just got our rollerblades out and we were having a great wow. time. So we were just rollerblading <laughs> over. A giant pentagram that <laughs> yeah. had been <laughs> <banged> over. <laughs> oh, that's no clue. And so um, my Aunt Dahlia then is the next family that moves into this house like a few years later. And she was the one that said when they moved in that she was being shoved in the shower. Oh my god! All the time. Ooh. Oh boy! And my my mom was like, "So what did you do? Like, didn't she get scared?" She's like, "No, I just shove it back." Wow! <laughs> shove it back! Get off me! I'm trying to do my hair. That she would just shove the spirit back, basically. And I was like, "Man, there was." My mom said, "I never went in that bathroom. It was just so creepy." She was like, "It was just. It freaked me out." She was like, "There were shadows in there, and I just would not walk in that bathroom." She's like, "I just wouldn't use it." Oh, uh, and she would just shove it back. Shove it my aunt, that that explains my aunt Dalia. May she rest in peace. Like that's the kind of woman that she was. She was like, no, just you have move a guest, over. You have a guest in town. You're like, just use the shove shower. It's upstairs. <laughs> Don't be afraid to shove back. Why y'all you call it shove, shove shower? Well, just shove you might get shoved up there by ethereal spirit, but don't be afraid to shove <laughs> just back. Shove it back. <laughs> shove it right <laughs> on back. <laughs> that is the relationships crazy. we had with the spirits, and so that with that house, that's the west side of the lot. And so um, once my aunt Dahlia moved in, my dad got married, newlywed, moves and starts working for my dad, my, my grandfather, mm-hmm. and they made a center house and a, and a west house. And so there's the east, the center, and the west. So it was kind of, they were kind of like shaped like a U when they were built. So there were two new houses. My parents lived on the far east house first. And my mom said that there was an incident where she was reading her book and my dad was already asleep. And he started groaning and groaning and rolling and rolling. And she just could not wake him up. Like she could not wake him up for like five minutes. Mm, you know that's a condition called sleep masturbation, Sleep masturbation. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so She was like, Eddie, and so she finally. Oh, how dare you, sir? How dare you? My this mom. Is a Bigfoot podcast. <laughs> and so my mom said that she finally woke him up and he was like sweating. 
and shaking. And she was like, what happened? He was like, I just was fighting this shadow at the foot of our bed. Oh, my God. I could not get out of the bed. You know, like that kind of sleep that you have where you uh, really feel it. What's that called? sleep paralysis. Yes. And you just like need to get up and you're forcing yourself to wake up. You can feel everything so vividly real. She said that that's what he had, and there was a shadow at the foot of their bed, and he was trying to like attack it because he thought there was an intruder. Man, get out! Yeah, the same bedroom. Now my parents moved to the center. Uncle Robert and Aunt Dewana move in that East house. You got a Keep big up, ass guys. Family. He's a, he's a, he's one of five, and she said she saw bats swirling one night over that bedroom hmm. inside the house. Yes, like shadow bats. Shadow bats. Shit. That's a first. So on I'm BCC. here. I'm here shadow at this podcast bats. for you guys to tell me what all of this means. <laughs> I just love wow. the term shadow bats. Shadow, yeah. bats. shadow bats. That's your new band name. Dude, that is awesome. Shadow bats. Shadow bats. Ross Johnson and the Shadow Bats. Yes. Thank you, everybody. The Shadow Bats. B- no, but you got to be Bo Johnson. You're Bo Johnson. B- How about Bj? Yeah. Bj Johnson. Bj and the Shadow Bats. Bj and the Shadow Bats. Thank you. That is good. Bj and the Shadow Bats. I love that he's like. Uh, I came here to find B- out what it all B- means. Bj. <laughs> you guys tell BJ me everything. Bj and the Shadow yeah. Bats sounds a little too much like a '60s kind of mod, like pop rock band. Oh yeah, mm. like kind of garage goth. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we'll work on it. Okay. We'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll workshop Table it. for now. Back I'll, to the, I'll uh, drop a few more terms uh, soon. In the meantime, so uh, let's all go back to Texas. Let's, let's go, go back, back to, to the, Muleshoe, Texas. Uh, it sounds like to me. Tell me everything. Wait, is that it? No, there's like that's like twenty percent. Oh my god. Well, okay. we keep going. Then we'll you want to hear more? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Keep going, then okay. We'll you know, we got to check <laughs> out the, for a while. We got to no. we got to we got to check it's, out the entire body before we can. I mean, this uh, is blowing my mind. This prognosis. is insane. Tell me about it. My mom, I'm telling you again. Like it, let me tell you the story like this oh, is I didn't not average. This, just this so is not you know. average, right? And my parents are my family is full out Christian. This mm-hmm. is like non like reborn Christian, deep end. My parents didn't drink until like for 30 years. So they were they gave, sober. They were they so were sober. They, they were, were so sober. They were sober. I mean, her not dad. Not not I, yeah, they didn't know. Her yet. dad was so repressed that he had to masturbate in his sleep. <laughs> Aww. Michael. <laughs> My mom can't wait. She's she's so excited They're gonna to be listen so to this proud. podcast. She's Sorry, so excited. Sorry, What's your mom's name? Her name is Sylvia. Sorry, Sorry Sylvia. Sylvia. <laughs> It's Love not going to be the end of it. Love you, Mom. <laughs> That's Michael, not me. Buck her down, Mom. Buckle in. <laughs> so um, the bat thing, the shadow bat, the shadow figure, um, my parents moved to the center house, and my Aunt Dahlia and my Uncle Roy lived in the original house, mm-hmm. and they were shoved a lot. Uh, oh, so this is a cool thing. Um, every We would only be there for the summer, like from... June through September Mm -hmm. and that's the harvest season right Mm -hmm. so that's when we would go and we'd live there and it was so cool for us but every time my mom said every single year that all of us would get there no one else lived in the house they just bought the lot and it was ours she was like every time we would all hear footsteps on the on the roof Mm. Oh boy! when we arrived she was like and it was the week we would arrive and she's like and we all had an agreement when you hear it walk outside so we all know it's happening. So we're not crazy. Like, just to confirm that oh, we smart. all hear it separately. You know, I guess you didn't text each other then, right? That's yeah. strange, though, because there's something about that to me almost feels like, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's almost like a subconscious... Uh, Waiting for it. ...command. Like... Mm. If you hear those witch steps on the roof, everyone stop what they're doing and go outside. Like who? That makes me wonder: Was that your mom's idea, mm. 
Or was, you know what I mean? Or was it the witches? Well, idea? because we hear stories of the supernatural where people are compelled to le- literally get out of their house. Like, even in alien abduction stories, would be like, yeah, and then just something told me to go outside. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird, yeah. it's a strange Parallel. choice that, yeah, it just kind of fits in a little bit. I remember that, though. I do remember the footsteps. Because at this point, I must have been about four to six years old or, you know, six to eight. What was was your interpretation of that? It also doesn't prove your vantage point because you can go outside the house and see if there is anything on the roof. Yeah, see that witch. Any type of animal. Which is on the it sounded It sounded like, to me, like my age. Like people running my age. Like smaller, faster, quicker steps. Oh, man. Or unless I was being told like oh it's just we just think somebody's on the roof so they were just protecting me but i do remember hearing the steps and and they would jump house to house they're well versed in the creepy playbook we'll use small children feet jump from house to (laughs) house this sounds very like victorian to me like there's this victorian figure called spring-heeled jack that was like someone who would leap from rooftop to roof rooftop mm-hmm. this is like in the 1880s around then 1890s maybe a little earlier um but this feels like very old england kind of like victorian uh like devilish witchcrafty kind of kind of stories mm-hmm. and i just can't I, I i just talked to i refreshed the stories with my mom yesterday and i told her i was like i can't believe that for us being such a Christian family and like, you know, just not even wanting to have anything to do with it, not even wanting to like associate with it. It's just very like put a wall up and it's not there kind mm-hmm. of thing. I was like, I can't believe you guys still lived here. Mm. Yeah, they I put cannot up with it. believe you yeah. put up with it. But I do hear stories different with time, people. Different time. <laughs> but I do hear like other people's stories when they feel like when they're when they hear that they're moving into a haunted house, like they kind of just like deal with it if it happens yeah. i would be so creeped out if i saw something and my mom said if i saw something i never i never saw anything mm-hmm. i never felt anything she said i probably would have been out of there in a hot second mm, but she's yeah. like your dad did so and he was fine with it <laughs> he was fine with I it i wonder if it was just affecting now your aunt dahlia dahlia who lived in the original house yeah now mm-hmm. was, she, was she the one in the shower who shoved back shoved back was mm-hmm. she on the ruiz side Yes. Was she married into the family? No, she was a daughter. I wonder if it just affected the, the children of your grandfather. That's actually so true. And and mm. this I'm getting goosebumps because I know I'm right. And that the Shit. and the and the awesome. the, the, the hauntings the were affecting were the bloodline of the patriarch who bought mm-hmm. the Because my the place. grandfather, Robert Ruiz mm-hmm. Senior, had an encounter with La Lechusa. What? I want to talk about this. Yes. What is La Lechusa? It's a Mexican folklore <coughs> legend of witches becoming, embodying an, uh, an owl. Or a giant bird. A giant bird. Oh, my gosh. Like or a this, giant owl. Or a giant, like, yeah, a giant owl. Usually, sometimes they, the illustration says they have a face of a human, the body of an owl. Owls are notorious with all kinds of uh, poltergeist yeah. and mm-hmm. a- alien phenomena. Weird. Yeah. And, uh, and they usually turn off car, like, they turn off car <laughs> batteries. They, they, they sometimes, like... It usually something has to, it deals with an automobile sometimes, but they wow. do it for Same like with UFOs. The, the witch is, the the witch will use it as a spy mechanism. Weird. And um, talk to he was talk. and he was there was like I think one or two incidences that my grandfather was trying to get in his car and this, La Lechuza is that La Lechuza La Lechuza yeah L E C H U Z A. Do you and know what that means, Lechusa? Or I don't know, mm, but okay. I, I think it, it's like Chupacabra. You know right, what I mean? Like right. they have their own. Yeah, they get their own. Giant name. witch bird. Giant witch bird. Right. And uh, 
it was a gar- my mom said it was a huge huge bird yeah. and he was ter- that bird was not letting my grandfather in his car oh, wow at the house and it was the housekeeper that was like let it choose let it choose right. let right. it choose <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> This is also cinematic. Isn't though. it wow. crazy? Yeah. I mean, this is like also the mythology behind the paranormal activity films. And like, my parents <laughs> never told me. I'm just wow. like, it's still astounding to me. It's well, we, pr- we want to protect the kids. I mean, it's the babies, prob- probably yeah. a good thing. Well, and also even even refreshing with, again, with my mom yesterday, my sister Sadith is still kind of a scaredy cat when it comes to anything and everything. Yeah. She was like, do not tell your sister, Sadie. Do not tell her about this podcast because she will not sleep. Like, she's still right. protective of making sure that we're not affected by it. And she was totally. like, you guys weren't affected, right? And I was like, well... Oh, no. Now that you're explaining this to me, something finally makes sense. Which is what? I remember a few incidences being lifted out of my bed. Oh, Fuck. God. Gabrielle. I am not kidding you guys you just gave me a goosebumps <laughs> i remember visually seeing my bed being lifted out and i could feel it like i could feel it it was so intense and i'm this is like again i'm like eight or ten or something like uh-huh. i was little and i remember seeing the roof of my house and seeing all three houses what? and then i would be lifted back down safely back into my bed oh my and i thought i was just dreaming and i can't and i was the youngest like grandchild anyway so i was always like well whatever you know everything's fine And so I never thought more than twice about it until, and so I was talking to my mom about it yesterday and she was like, but nothing ever happened to you guys. I was like, no, (laughs) this did. And my mom kind of like stopped dead in her tracks. Here's a photo of a La Lechusa. Hey girl. I mean, uh, interpretation. (laughs) Hey girl, you look great. Wow. Yeah. And she just said, and I told my mom that just yesterday. She was like, and you never told me. I was like, how was I supposed to tell you? You never told me that these things were happening. And she kind of got a little cold in her voice and became Mother Bird again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, not a lechuza, but Mother Bird. And she (laughs) was just like, well, you know, we covered ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We got the the priest there. We were just like protected. And she's like, I knew that that it was there and it was fine because you guys were protected. And I didn't see anything. If I saw anything... We were out. Hmm. I think it's just the Ruizes. It's the Ruizes. And wow. like, I never felt danger, though. Being, yeah. Being, being little, like, I just, and I would say, like, I mean, is it true, like, with, with children and whatnot, usually they're more innocent or something, but, like, or maybe maybe tortured? That's not true. I. Oh, you mean, like, child ghosts? No, I mean, like in a lot of stories I've heard, children. witches eat children. <laughs> right. So that, is, that does not hold any <laughs> Michael, water. Michael. does not hold any water. <laughs> never That's mind. Drop incredible. that. <laughs> I got, it felt, it never felt dangerous. It felt awesome. Yeah, right. I'm not kidding. Like it was like I felt like I was flying. Yeah, I really I, felt like I was flying. That's Dude, you had an out of body experience. I had an out sure. of body experience, and I'm just did realizing you see this. your body <laughs> now. Did, life. I can't. Wow. I, I'm sorry because I was looking up Lala Chusa at the beginning of that. Uh, did you see yourself in your bed? I saw the bed. You saw the bed. The bed was empty. The bed was empty. Whoa. Man, the bed was actually, and I remember this. But you were I remember above the roof this. line. You actually floated through, through your through roof. the roof. Yeah, and I saw the roof, and I saw the three houses. That's How old were you? Insane. I mean, I had to be ten or younger, so like between six to ten. Now I'm wondering if like you should go back next time you talk to your mom, Sylvia. Actually, we can Sylvia. talk to her through this podcast. Let's Did call you, her. I wonder if like they ever saw any strange lights in the sky too. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, as well as the birds, going with it. because we just did this whole podcast on a place. Uh, called skinwalker ranch we seem to be talking a lot about it now but it where we're we're starting to make this connection between um a lot of the lore of of 
poltergeist phenomena and and uh, UFO alien phenomena mm-hmm. and strange cryptids <clears throat> and strange cryptids all like seem to be kind of bird. interfacing with each other, which which means they're not mutually exclusive to their own. And so it seems like and, and you're telling us you're confirming this that there's like a lot of like you know giant birds in the sky um, and, sk- right. and floating Skinwalker, above your Skinwalker bed. Skinwalker had large bird sightings. Yeah, as well. that's right. They absolutely. Yeah. I mean, did. this I was just about to say that this sounds like a mini Skinwalker and the three houses and, on the ranch. I know. Like, it's true. I mean, my God. It's I know. So intense. So and crazy. perhaps some form of like sorcery or witchcraft. Yes. Place. Let's make a yeah. movie. We should just go make a movie there oh, at the house location. Your story is insane. And yeah, there's more. My Aunt Dahlia's two boys yeah. of blood. Yep. They never slept in their bedrooms because they were always woken up and they were creeped out as much as they, they were always creeped out. And Brad, my cousin, um, always heard scratching on the outside of near the TV room. He was like, it sounded like a huge animal, like a bear claw, just oh scratching God. and scratching. And then Whoa. there, you know, that decorative corn, that dried or out corn. that's like talon. Yeah. Or a giant talon. <laughs> yeah, nice much. one, Mike. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> scratching, because that was her house. That was her house. Uh-huh. And um, the other incident that my, uh, my, my cousin Brad saw was, you know, that, that decorative corn that's like, you know, kind of dried out and it's like mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. and yeah, yellow yeah, yeah, and yeah, orange. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, they, uh, he would, would you always, like some mice? He would some mice. <laughs> would you like some mice? Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. My cornucopia is full of it's mice. mice, you guys. Mice. Well, the mice would jump up and down. Wow. Oh, wait, what? Yes. Jump like, corn. Like, like, like popcorn. Like a dancing pickle? Like a dancing mice. <laughs> or like a dancing, more like a dancing corn. Uh, yeah. Dancing corn. <laughs> exactly. And like, he just was... Brad never liked that. Like they, the boys were just completely creeped out. Never slept well. They hated it. They just hated living there. They were miserable. Does your family still own the ranch? I don't think so, Mm -hmm. because my grandfather did pass away about ten years ago, and the business also just went. You know, they just closed up the business, and I I believe they sold it. God, don't you want to like follow up with the new owners? I do. We should. Well, I was actually going to ask you if you could, and maybe your mom knows, your dad. I don't know the address at least. Well, and maybe who the woman was that owned the property, because if we could do a little research on her, that would be the start of. uh, I mean, mean, I can get my dad on the phone right now. With all due respect, Miss. But you know what, Mike? Maybe she was uh, feeling a presence or a type of. entity on the ranch and she was just you know she and maybe left. she got pulled into it herself you know what i mean who second knows? act twist a there sec- you go who knows where these things begin yeah. or, or it's end like insidious you know? when they just flash back to what started it all god almighty the light but see strange lights in the basement that there there were strange lights yeah that is so weird yeah and now i know all i grew up was I played on that backyard, that cemented backyard. And over just, the pentagram. Over yeah. the pentagram. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> being like, I took a... Just having so much fun. And um, just, Your I, eyes completely black. Black out. <laughs> Fruit boots. <laughs> <laughs> and just like having a few flights here now and then, just flying up on the roof. Jeez. Yeah. Just normal kids. And stuff. this finally made sense when my mom told me. Uh, and she, it was just yesterday. She was like, right, because we didn't feel anything. Like, you girls didn't see anything. I was like, you know this big this brings you up, up this brings up a point too because you know i know mike's had some experience family I, should talk to each other i was just gonna <laughs> say no absolutely and i've had an experience when i was young too and it's like it makes me want to go back to my mom tonight and be mm-hmm. like hey i want to ask you a few questions you know 
And I and I know my brother's seen some things too, and it's like it makes you want to like compare yeah. your notes and yeah. and you know it's like it's incredible mm-hmm. for you to like go your whole life and only exactly. just kind of relatively new come into this information. Yes, which must like I'm not saying shift your paradigm, but certainly opens it up to like wow I have experienced some strange things in my life, or yeah. at least my family has. Exactly. How does that affect you? I mean, I mean it definitely makes me feel like more of an adult with my mom because she's not necessarily just protecting me and i i i personally like can't watch paranormal activity films because i won't sleep well at night but i do know that they exist i do respect their existence well you know what i mean i would say maybe they do scare the living daylights out of me though because a lot of this stuff that you're talking about is like pretty iconic yeah it shows up in these movies all these (laughs) just good old standards you know what i mean and yeah yeah but the fact that i that they experienced it, it just, it makes sense that, that my cousins would argue a lot and they were just never sleeping well. And, you this know, this is and real my, to you. This isn't something that's no, just like it, a family like story that we like to pass down. No, and this I is... witnessed the after effects as a little girl, though. I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been crying my whole life if I didn't see anything. Has it followed your family at all? No. Do you, I mean, once, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, once you guys moved out of there, like your mom or your dad doesn't experience it, or your aunts, No, anybody. as far as I know, yeah. no. But this, again, like touching base with this podcast, like to actually look into it, I'll follow up with you. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. great. Send us information. Maybe. I'll call Brad because I've never talked to Brad about it. This is your cousin. With the jumping yeah, corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the claws. And then my dad also Feel said, to open up a microphone when you do <laughs> right i'll just send you the little thing and also my my dad said when we weren't there yet he, they would try to like they would get there before us and whatnot they would be there for a longer time that there were certain incidences where he would get home and all the doors were open all the lights were on the oven was on the tv was on yeah. the Whoa. windows were open uh case closed yeah, yeah. You got there might have been parent yeah we totally lived in a land of Ruha. Well, we could Hot talk. Isn't that I could talk for two more hours about this. Uh, please do keep us posted. If I you will. Fortunately, we have to move on the to Ruiz more stuff. History. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> and the um, the giant owl stuff is crazy too. Um, we have a little game we like to play. Are okay. you ready for this? Yeah. It's called Bullshit or Believe It. Okay, great. Rapid fire. Oh. You, ha- you can choose Bullshit or Believe It. Okay. If you want to go back after we go through the list and make some modifications on stuff, that's fine too. And this is all how you interpret it. And, you know, so I'm going to ask you if you find these topics bullshit or if you believe in them. Okay. Okay. It's like fact or fiction. Yeah. Fact or fiction. But bullshit, like, I believe mm, it. Yes or no. Yes or no. But bullshit or believe it. <laughs> Got it. On your mark. <laughs> oh, fast. Get set. Quick like, quick like bunny. Ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot. Believe it. Angels. Believe it. Gnomes. Bullshit. JFK assassination conspiracy. Believe it. Fairies. Believe it. Unicorns. Believe Loch Ness Monster. Mm, Bullshit. Alien Greys. Who? Alien Greys. The gray-skinned aliens with the big black eyes. Believe it. Who? (laughs) Parallel universes. Totes believe it. Reptilians disguising themselves as humans. Yeah, believe it. Why not? Mermaids. (laughs) Believe it. Heaven. Believe it. Hell. Believe it. Dragons. Bullshit. Yeti. No clue. El- Yeti. Bullshit. <laughs> Elves. Bullshit. ESP. Believe it. Chupacabra. Believe it! Demons. Believe it. Atlantis. Bullshit. Life on other planets. Believe it. World peace. Believe it. Peace in the multiverse. Believe it. Great. Dude. I'm well a believer, done. guys. That was our best rapid. Well. I 
really believe it. Rapid, yeah. uh, so you, so you, <laughs> we pair up well with our answers. You believe in fairies, but you don't believe in elves. No. Hey, you don't have to push her on these things. Hey, I, I believe in fairies, but I don't <laughs> believe in elves. I got yeah, you back, Gabriel. I'm like, I'm like you know, I, straddle, I straddle the whole concept. No, that's fine. I, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I just want to know where you draw yeah. the line. No, I know. I'm just busting chops. I mean, Tinkerbell's just great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Got it. She's got to be named under. Okay. She's got to be. She's got to be like. A call out for somebody that yes, totally experienced. I just want to believe in them. I want to believe. Great, we do too. Yeah, and we come back. We're gonna have a story that you're gonna want to believe in. Uh, We'll be right back with this week's topic of high strangeness. Stay tuned. And we're back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I, my my. Can I just say my mind is blown. Mm -hmm. Truly. From, from Gabrielle's uh, personal paranormal story. <laughs> I'm still digesting I wanna it I want to give you like a blue ribbon or something if I had one. I mean, that's I'll insane. Yeah. You can find them on Amazon. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, yeah. I'm, it's, it, it's, it's a lot. I guess it never ceases to amaze mm-hmm. me. Like, you know, this is our episode 41 or something, which means we've, we've interviewed a, a plethora of wonderful guests. Mm-hmm. And each one of them has something unique to tell, which... Which makes me think that, you know, this is this is so much more happening in more people's lives than I think the general public would like to admit. Yet mm-hmm. it's still a subject of of kind of teenage taboo that, you know, right. can't really be like talked about or discussed. And I think Sorry it's about that. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's o- it's okay. <laughs> but uh Yeah, it's just it's it, it, it makes it doesn't make sense to me that, that more people aren't um or they, I guess because they were, I guess because they were just handling it too. You yeah, know what I mean, and as well as, I mean, there were, no, there was Polaroid photo, you know, cameras and stuff like that. Like, not we can grab things now and just sh- let it just spread on Twitter and whatnot. Yeah, go, but, you know, but, go viral. But but even a, you know, like Riley's buddy's story, you know, made me think when they were like, "Did you capture it on film?" Like, it wouldn't be captured. Well, or it's just if you've ever tried to take a photo of the full moon. Right. on your iPhone it fucking sucks yeah. or like you see a really beautiful sunset in LA you try to no. take a picture and it just doesn't frame up the same and never looks to the eye like it is so I even think well, it made me go like yeah even with video cameras we still don't really have the equipment to film stuff in detail in the sky we're not carrying tripods it's mm-hmm. always shaky mm-hmm. yeah well listen it's been 50 <clears throat> years since uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin took that um, famous photo of the Bigfoot walking across the sandbar yeah. in Bluff Creek. And there has not been a piece of evidence to this day that can match the quality of that um, wow. for its veracity. I mean, and this is a day and age where everybody is carrying a cell phone right. where you think that we would have so much more photographic and video evidence. Not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today's tale, <laughs> they certainly didn't have, well, they did have cameras, but they weren't in their pockets. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bryce, when you were talking about Hey, everybody, compare notes. This really applies to today's story, um, which is something called the Versailles time slip. Ooh. I am not familiar. You're going to like this one. The Versailles time Time slip, slip, huh? Yeah, so this takes place back in uh, France in 1901 in August, on August 10th. And there were two women, um, Charlotte Ann Moberly, and Eleanor Jourdain, who were the central figures in this story. Now, uh, Ms. Moberly uh, and Ms. Jourdain, they were both English. And in fact, they were academics. These are very smart, educated women. Uh, 
Um, Ms. Moberly came from a large family of academics, and she was the principal of the all-female St. Hughes College at Oxford. And Eleanor Jourdain was 17 years younger than Ms. Moberly, uh, and she was an author of multiple textbooks, and she became uh, Moberly's assistant at the college, and then eventually took over uh, as position of headmistress after Moberly retired. They were roommates. Uh, neither one of them ever got married, so mm. there's a lot of speculation and reflection that they might have been in a relationship. Uh, but in 1901, you know, it's kind of a little little tricky. Um, <clears throat> so they uh, went on another hint that they may have been more than just colleagues was they uh, or, or not they could have been friends. They went on a uh, European vacation together mm. in the summer, and. Uh, this was, I think, shortly after Jordan was hired by Moberly, and it was to get acquainted before they began their uh, their fall session. So one of the places they were visiting was was France, and the <clears throat> they wanted to go to Versailles. So they go to the palace on August 10th, and they, you know, the palace grounds, you have to remember. I, now, I've never been there. Have you been to Versailles? I have not. Okay. Because you also speak French, don't you? I, I just ballet. A little bit. Okay, mm. a little ballet. You just speak That's ballet. Speak <laughs> ballet. <laughs> spoke a little ballet that, then. That counts. Then, then totally too. counts. So they go to Versailles, and you have to remember that Versailles is like, the, the grounds are huge. Uh, the the gardens span for like three kilometers, so that's what two two miles, mile and a half. It's huge, and back then when Marie Antoinette would have lived there, the gardens would spread all the way back, and I guess there were even portions of the grounds where she had built like little fake country farmsteads. Hmm. So when she wanted to feel like she was hanging out with the common people, right. she would just go down to the gardens and hang out in sort of like this Disneyland version of what the French rural countryside idealized version. I want version. a shack built. Right, right. So, and basically, and I think people like, my, like servants might have lived out there, um, you know, but she had this sort of like, you know, and they had those like um, Roman looking kiosks out there with like the pillars that look like a... Uh, uh, gazebos, you know, so they had those, those, like, you know, it was all about this sort of, like, beautiful little picturesque little vistas and beautiful gardens where you just go sit and draw and sketch or hang out. So, Ms. Moberly and Ms. Jourdain were walking through the gardens. They got, uh, they said they got bored of, of looking at the palace and they wanted to go for a garden walk. And they wanted to go to the Grand, uh, uh, Trianon, which is one of the manor houses on the property. And they got to the Grand Trianon, and it was closed for the day. So they said, well, let's go to the Petit Trianon. And they started, they had a little guidebook, and they're walking through, and they took a wrong turn off the main thoroughfare and went down an alley and got lost. And this is when things start to get a little weird. They wandered down this narrow alley, and Moberly looked up and saw a building, and out of the building was a woman uh, who looked to be dressed in old-fashioned clothing. Now, the French Revolution is like a hundred and... So, 17... It was like 112 years, I think, before this. So, it's it over 100 years ago. And she sees a woman hanging a white cloth out the window. And when she pointed her out to Jourdain, Miss Jourdain... She couldn't. She was like, "What woman?" Hmm. And Miss Moberly went, "Oh, oh well, uh, oh boy." And you have to remember, this whole time they're they're lost. 
They're looking for this. So they're both confused and they're both lost. But this is where the note taking comes in mm. and comparing notes. Because shortly after that, Jordan, Miss Jordan, saw a small farmhouse with an old-fashioned plow sitting in front of it. And they later went on, because they would write about this incident, to describe that the energy in the air suddenly felt very weird. They even called it oppressive and that the light seemed wrong. Miss Moberly said, Everything suddenly looked unnatural, therefore unpleasant. Even the trees seemed to become flat and lifeless, like woodworked in tapestry. There were no effects of light and shade, and no wind stirred the trees. So there was almost like this two... Bothersome, to say the yes, least. Yes, exactly. Curious and curious. There was this sort of like two-dimensional quality that the landscape suddenly took. Sure. Then they encountered two men that they thought might have been gardeners, but they were dressed more official in long gray green coats, again in a period that seemed to be at least 100 years outdated. Out of place. They asked for directions to the Petrianon, and they were uh, the men told them to keep walking down the path that they were headed, and they would find it. Um, and it should be noted that the, the people that they were encountering at this point all seemed to have a sort of strange almost waxy quality to them. Oh. Uh, Mr. Ordain saw a cottage with a woman handing a jug to a small girl. And she said that they they had this strange waxiness and, the, and, and, and their surrounding, again, took on this flat, wooden appearance. Um, and, again, these little clues to the farmhouse and this little cottage all seem to point back to a time when these little sort of fake villages were set up in... In the uh, in the gardens, Moberly then saw a woman who was fair-skinned with pale blonde hair and a big floppy hat uh, sitting out on the lawn, and she was sketching. And she realized later, after thinking about it, that she was dressed very similarly to the casual style of Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. and she thinks she may have encountered mm-hmm. Marie herself. Hey, girl. Really? Yeah. Then, after seeing her, they passed a kiosk, one of those, like, Roman-looking gazebos, and they spotted a strange figure, and he was, they described him as a shadowy man in a black tricorner hat. And this is very weird, because he also kind of sounds like the shadow, one of the shadow people, or a men in black, like yeah, an early version of it. I was just it. thinking that. And Ms. Jordan said about the man in the tricorner hat, The man slowly turned his face, which was marked by smallpox. His complexion was very dark. The expression was evil and yet unseeing, and though I did not feel that he was looking particularly at us, I felt a repugnance to going past him. Bothersome, to say the least. (laughs) Eventually, the two women were found by one of the palace tour guides, and he showed them to the destination that they were going, and they kind of came out of this strange time warp that they thought they might have passed through. But what happened was, because they'd been lost and a bit distracted, and because they were both, again, English women who were very well-respected academics in a time when people didn't have a lot of tolerance for bullshit, yeah. <laughs> let alone from women, they didn't really talk about Mm. what they had experienced the confusion the disorientation the weird period costumes Mm -hmm. 
until a few weeks later wow. when they were sitting together. And I think Ms. Moberly turned to Ms. Jourdain and said, by the way, do you think that Versailles might be haunted? And she was like, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Brought this up. Yes. And then they started talking about it, really talking about what had happened that day. And they confirmed stories. And they started. She's like, well, I saw that. I saw the woman, but I didn't see the farmhouse. Wow. They both saw the man. Um, and it free it really freaked them out. And they started to do research on Versailles. This is how it happens. And. They discovered that one of the big dates in the French Revolution took place on August 10th. Mm. Um, and that they had, it was one of the dates where I think Versailles was actually attacked. And so that date had sort of a, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it was like a brutal moment. What am I, what am, what's the word I'm looking for? It was like, had, it was like one of those big, um, Bloodbaths? Yeah, well, it was a bloodbath, but it was yeah, it was just like one of those important dates in in, in red in, wedding. In, yeah, it was a, it was the red wedding of Versailles, basically. But it had one. It was like an important date in their history, where mm. something a traumatic event took place. So that's kind of weird. Um, and they even went back to retrace their steps and could not find the kiosk where the man was. They could not find the farmhouse, the cottage. They couldn't even find the alleyway that they slipped down, that they walked down where she saw, where Moberly saw the woman hanging the white uh, cloth sheet out the window to, 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 to dry it. Wow. Um, so they ended up writing a book about this called An Adventure, where they describe this whole thing, and that's where a lot of this knowledge comes from. But but because it was the early, you know, it was the Edwardian age, and they were women, they wrote it under pseudonyms as women. But they didn't want to blow their academic reputation by talking about the fact that they may have either encountered ghosts right. or had slipped somehow into the past. Just even being affiliated with it. Right, because people would have made fun of them, in which they did when the book came out. You know, it got ripped apart. People were like, "This is ridiculous. Still this holds never true would to have this happened." Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, when people say why, when they come forward with their story, and as academics, they had nothing really to gain. These women were gainfully employed. Yeah, they were authors of their own academic works. You might say, "Well, sure, maybe they wanted to dabble in fiction," but there was no real mean for them to to do this. I think they felt very compelled, and it, it was even said by one of. Um, Moberly students that they were like she was pretty like obsessed with this story this incident that wow. happened to them, um, so uh yeah so they they published it and in and then later it wasn't until like the let's see uh, Ms Moberly died in 1937 and Eleanor Jourdain died in 1924 uh, from a heart attack after she'd been fired from the college for, uh, like, her employees basically rebelled on her and said, we're all going to quit. Oh. They basically were like, we're out of here unless something happens. And she was basically told to resign, and then she had a heart attack. Um, And Moberly, her former boss and perhaps lover, uh, went on, you know, and lived for another um, 13 years. But, so the younger younger of the two died, died first. But um, they did eventually, I think in the 30s, uh, it came out who actually wrote it. Like, mis- there was more editions of An Adventure were published, you know, over the wow. years. And what was the name of this book? It was one? called An Adventure. An Adventure. An Adventure. Um, and it's funny because it sounds like there was some stuff going on at, at, uh, at St. Hugh's College that's, that um, 
There was one of their students in the 1950s, Lucille Ironmonger. She uh, wrote um, about uh, she wrote a book called Ghost of Versailles, where she basically ripped <laughs> Moberly and Jourdain apart. Wow. And uh, she wrote a pretty scandalous uh, uh, review of their account, claiming that it was lesbianic hysterics oh, Jesus. that caused a hallucination. <laughs> like, wow. this is the age that we're fucking dealing with here. Right. That she basically blamed, she was like, they're full of shit. They hallucinated because they were so they were so gay. Causing hysteria. Yeah, yeah. She basically <laughs> said their lesbian relationship uh, <gasps> led them to be so crazy that they saw hallucinations. And she said that they carried on affairs with students at the college. Mm. Oh boy, I know. But another former student, Joan Evans, who was loyal to them forever, um, she was an art historian. She did an article for Encounter magazine in 1976. She believed their story. She, Joan Evans, believed that something really did happen to them. Um, but uh, she said that they, she thought maybe they had wandered into some sort of type of reenactment, and that there was actually mm. um, a French artist named Robert de. Uh, it's not Montesquieu. Frick, I forgot to write this down. But basically, there was this like French performance artist that lived in Versailles or near Versailles that time, um, Montesquieu or something. I can't remember. Um, I'm I'm sorry about that. But he would do these sort of like drag parties in the turn of the century, where young men dressed in like Marie Antoinette style clothing and would hang out and do these sort of like fun reenactments but there's no well, there's that, no but there's also no historical record that on that date there was anything like that happening at the well, time well and that doesn't explain one senses of feeling of the of, of the air changing and the and the in the environment changing its you know texture and and right. uh, you know exactly. that, that, that does not explain that well and supposedly according to people who've researched this story uh, over the years um the two women did have paranormal encounters after the continue, really? like had some paranormal activity after and Moberly in particular, she was prone to seeing things. Mm. Um, when she was around 12 years old, she was gazing at the spires of Winchester cathedral and she heard a voice utter the phrase pinnacled reality. And then she watched as two giant winged birds flew over the cathedral. Wow. wow. And after the incident in 1913 in Cambridge, she saw a procession of medieval monks walking through the streets. And um, she also claimed to have spotted the ghost of the Emperor Constantine in the Louvre Museum. So either she was a little crazy or she had her third eye open Mm -hmm. and was able to see stuff that, that we perhaps were not. But, um, they thought that they had either I mean they really thought they had time traveled back into the past for that, you know, half hour or so that they were wandering through the gardens. Perhaps they did, Michael. Perhaps they did. Yeah. Wonder. Mm. So that's the story of the Versailles time slip. We come back, we're gonna ask our guest. What the hell was, what was that? that? Oh, oh no. She'll know. <laughs> So what am I supposed to do? 
Tell us what the hell that was. You're going to use your guttural instincts to explain the unexplainable. Hysteria. <laughs> of all the hysteria. I have to now explain to you sure, yeah. and give you reasoning like, yeah. behind it. You're sticking with lesbianic hysteria. Lesbian. I agree with, with you. With I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. <laughs> um, I totally believe in time slips. I think the third eye is a real thing. Um, the fact that they confirm later even confirms my mom's story even more. Right. Which is so fascinating that... The idea of like not wanting to share it makes you either look crazy, makes you feel like you are crazy or mm-hmm. you are part of a of a of another realm of this earth that maybe you didn't have a choice to be a part of or wanted to have a choice. Well, and, and also remember that they were lost to begin with. And they so were they lost. Were so, they were confused. But so were they sober? Like sober. Were they sober? sober. I mean, yeah. they you know I mean? they had done acid the night before. <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. They were sober. They were yeah. sober. Um you know, so like when it talked about my mom, she where she was like, "Oh, I didn't tell you this," and I was like, "No, this finally makes sense." Like it took me thirty years to confirm right. this story, much less them for a few weeks. Right. So the fact that they wrote a book about being called the Ad- an adventure, right, 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 it's right. so general. Like I know. anything could be an adventure. I know. It's so that great. that's what really stuck out that to me. That title is fantastic. Like, they're just like sitting there. I could just imagine them sitting there at the table confirming their stories mm-hmm. and then they have this idea to write a book and they're like what do you want to call it mm. an, an adventure yes that look that sits well, that's, well with i think me. that, that i think that covers fitting. it all yeah. <laughs> but it is the yeah. whole like outdated thing too all the garbs outdated yeah or ever some some spirits or their where they were when they died maybe what they were doing when they died right. like that whole battle part of it like some, right like when they were at war and like how they, or maybe they were live, were they living their best yeah, life in this time slip? That's yeah, what I'm like curious the, about. The revolution you know? stormed Versailles <laughs> and <laughs> pretty much killed all the aristocracy right. in there. But was it zone. like what the activities that they were seeing? Was it like why that activity is what I'm curious about? Yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, that's strange. It's either to me, it's either an entire sort of backyard came like broke through as a hunting. Yeah. Or they did really sort of slip through some sort of little tear in the fabric of space time. Like a wrinkle in time. And got a little glimpse, not quite a full third dimensional, like they weren't fully in there, but it was almost like if they were seeing the pass through a window yeah. or so through cool. a rip uh, the, the uh, like a pool of water that day yeah and so i think that maybe that's why it could have caused some of the optical illusions of mm-hmm. like it looks a little waxy it looks a little two-dimensional mm-hmm. that maybe they didn't cross fully over but they got they really did get like the aquarium view of yeah. the past and they were sort of passing through it and perhaps like 1901 was still overlapping with, you know, 1796 or whatever it was. Right. I mean, it really makes you, uh, I don't know, kind of question the nature of reality. The more and more, you know, we keep hearing these stories of high strangeness and how, you know, things slip in and out of time or become distorted, you know. Um, If we're now learning that time and space are, you know, directly connected and correlated to each other and, and, you know, even what we consider to be, you know, the physical universe is like, you know, becoming more and more apparent that, you know, there's a lot more of the unseen than there is to, to the to the actual seen world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so strange. And, you know, it's so funny. It's almost like, uh, yeah, they, you know, people, whether they like these two, these two walking down this road can either like, you know, um, kind of you know stumble into a hot spot that seems to be opening up or a tear that 
that I don't know that can uh, release this type of phenomena. And maybe there's even like something within our own brains. Like I've often thought of like you know some like spontaneous release of of DMT or something that's in the, the that's yeah. in the pineal gland that can help receivership some of this phenomena. You mm-hmm. know, that's mm-hmm. funny that you bring that up because I was thinking that about this. I was like, this sounds like psychedelic this whole yeah. experience and i was wondering maybe maybe moldy bread oh i was gonna say maybe around. or moldy tea something yeah, that was something in like the that. tea that they had in the palace that afternoon they're like oh let's go for a stroll and then they're like whoa yeah what's but they happening? confirmed it later but no, then, no 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 but work, but but not not that 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 it was a hallucination but uh, that whatever what was ever whatever active ingredient sort of stimulated their receivers right. oh, in yeah. their brain and allowed them to tune into a different frequency. Wow. Mm. Yeah, which to take that even further, like maybe a hallucination is not always just hallucination. Maybe well, it's it, yeah. Maybe the acid unlocks the Absolutely. part of your brain that allows you to see the big fucking giant black different triangle realm. UFO. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's That's kind of that argument, you yeah. know? I, I um, like how you put that. Not so much hallucination, but more, more or less activation. And you know, yeah. that's a great way to put it. Get those antennas out. Yeah. But the reputation part, too, where somebody <laughs> was just like thrashing them later. Oh, and all yeah. That. I mean, that makes sense, too, like to run it like with what my mother has hid from me for so long. They're a, they're a produce company in West Texas. They're the only company that's there taking all this land. I'm sure my family was like, we're not going to let anybody know about well, this. And, you know, <laughs> trying to sell haunted cabbages. Yeah. Haunted you know, cabbages. A statistic that really blew my mind was like, you know, um, it was something close to like 85% of like, you know, experiencers don't report it at all. Yeah. Like, and I mean, these are people who experience UFOs or, or poltergeists or whatever. Might make you know. it real. Yeah. I mean, so, so for all the cases that we hear, mm-hmm. you know, there's about, uh, you know, there's an un- untellable amount that, that, that people don't report and stuff. So this is happening a lot more than we think that it is, you know, exactly. Even your case is the perfect ex- example. You know, if that was in the, the annals of uh, of high strangeness, people would look at that and go, "Yeah, that's an that's an exemplary case." But mm-hmm. obviously, your case has not been reported as of yet today. Dude, good thing they have this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is something we're really kind of proud of. I mean, we're called the Bigfoot Collectors Club uh, uh, for a reason, and you know, through all these guests, we seem to be collecting and and uh, and documenting a lot of these mm-hmm. these strange incidents that uh, we find more and more people are having. Yeah. That's cool. But I'm glad the ladies wrote a book. Yeah. yeah. I'm really I'm really glad that they Me too. I mean, they, they were, were bold like, enough to do that. Too. Yeah, and they were like, look, they were reliable, credible witnesses. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like Not she there. was like a principal at a college in Oxford. Like she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would assume. I was just thinking about like I'm like when you said they were reliable witnesses, she was pressed. I'm going to go, well, we're actors. So like, where, where does that put us? Are we us? reliable? <laughs> like, we're so all, dramatic. All, all we're our so guests dramatic. are celebrities. are like, yeah, but, we don't really hold up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm just saying for, for skeptics, it's like you couldn't get two more credible witnesses that were like it's educated. Because people are like, people are dumb. They don't know what they're seeing. It's like no, it's, no, it's like, true. It's it's a misnomer like that the super... people that are seeing this stuff is just you know people in their trailer parks. I saw some bright lights. Right. It's just that's not, not that's the not the case. You know, mm. um, very strange. That was a great story, man. I want to go to Versailles now. I know, right? Yeah. I want to go, go to your ranch. Let's yeah. Go to, yeah, let's go to Mule Shoe yeah, in Versailles. No kidding. I will. Wow. I will follow up and ask my dad. I haven't actually gotten my dad's point of view of these stories yet. Oh, please do. Enough. Yeah. I've only talked to my mom about it because I think he kind of just doesn't want to 
doesn't want to talk about it maybe or blame hasn't him. been asked, but um, I'll let you know. Yeah, please do. You're always welcome back on the show to give us updates <laughs> give or you just full yeah. tell us more. What if you become like a full-on paranormal investigator after this? Sure. I don't think I could handle it. You know, it's a great I don't think question I could though, handle it. Because like, I, I, you know, that brings up a great point it because even, even in their life, you know, you experience something like this and now that you've found through looking back that you obviously have experienced something you know, unexplainable. Does it send you down a path of asking more questions and and becoming more uh, more curious? It definitely gets rid of fear, mm-hmm. oddly enough. Because if it, ignorance, that. What do you ignorance mean? is bliss. Like you know, if if I didn't know this was happening when I if I did know I was hap- this was happening when I was little, I would have just been scared shitless. But mm-hmm. if now that I had that lifting out of the bad experience, and my mom told me this, scary like paranormal, like paranormal paranormal activity isn't so scary anymore it just exists in mm-hmm. my opinion and and if you recognize it if you just honor the space or you ask it to leave and whatnot like shove there's, back there is shove back <laughs> yep. if you just shove back there you can take action with your own space as well in in our world so well, look poisonous well snakes yeah. exist but yeah you know, you like know what i mean like it car just, accidents there. exist exactly we, we it's a fact of life we've learned to live with them we don't have to be afraid of them all the time but i do f- yeah and i do feel like i do think my grandfather sold a lot so i'm curious on who lives there now and if they're still experiencing it yeah that would be fascinating i would not yeah. be surprised i want to know more about the history were. of the of that ranch if and la lechuza actually means owl in English. Oh, That's wow. what I thought. Wow. So okay. I just wanted to confirm that. Well, I am when Mexican. I Googled but... La Lechuza, I saw, <laughs> Spanish I saw a bunch of owls come up. A little so suspect. I was like, okay. Oh my God. But People uh, are like, do you speak Spanish? I'm like, mm, no. So La Lechuza is a fancy Spanish word for me. Got it. But yeah, wow. that's it. Oh man, great stuff! Thank you so much for that yeah. story. I'm I so happy I was Gabrielle, here. Gabrielle, thank you so much for coming on the show. That Thanks was for letting really me share. Cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Uh, I think maybe this should be our first project. Let's go out and investigate go that. To Mule ranch. Shoe. What's going on I'll go, y'all. All right, um, Gabrielle. Do you have anything coming up that you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, you know, fourth and final season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. You know this, McMillan. Yeah. And we. I just love that we had we know it's four seasons. It feels like senior year. Yeah, where we know what's up. We've all been through high school. We've together. all been through high school together. We all grew up together. We also are looking ahead. And other than that, yeah, just that's awesome. I, I now that's live awesome. here, so I'm not in transition anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's I official, was, right? Yeah, it's official. This is the first year we actually live here. We Philip and I were in New York, um, and the show brought me out here. And through season one through three, we were just either bi-coastal, subletting, transitional, moving, and this is the first year that we live here. So, I mean, Big Bear and all these places that I haven't been, like Joshua Tree, like we haven't done anything LA. So yeah. that's what's next oh, for dude. sure. Like exploring some, Los Angeles. Yeah, I got some places all of you Southern could, California. I'll, I'll recommend. Um, do you have any teases for what's coming up for Valencia this season? We do have crazy yeah. listeners. Yeah, they're give them a little something. Well, I mean, some things that are rather appropriate for this podcast. We um, did shoot in. Um, can I say that? Can I? I, I mean, think you're. Yeah. Is it okay? I'm so nervous. Well, we did have um, a scene where we had to have candles and do a little bit of a seance moment. Ooh. And um, fun behind the scenes tidbit of that is the the bell that signals that we're rolling where everyone should be quiet on set did go off on its own throughout that entire shooting Whoa. process. And either they were screwing with us. Or I just like you know bullshit or believe I don't it. Think they were believed it, and it just and it was like ring. It was going like this. It was like ring, 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 ring. And that bell is usually yeah, it's just ring. It's like a big school bell, and they just roll it once, and that means everyone needs to be quiet and be still while we shoot. And that bell was going off while we were shooting. 
wow. and on and off. And it was only during that time. So weird. And Donna Lynn, who knows yeah. a lot more. She's been on the realm. show. Yeah, she knows what's up. Okay, you just right. go to Donna like, Donna, is this real? And she just kept saying, it's okay. Don't be afraid. I bless this place. It's fine. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, but is it real? Right. I just want to know if it's real. So. Well, they're trying to communicate. But, well, uh... yeah, that's the perfect tease. Could not... Do not have a better one for this podcast wow. and for that show. Uh, Riley, anything to plug? Any more Spindrift shows coming up? Uh, no, we're actually going back into the studio. We're working on a record, so we're Ooh. taking a break from shows. Yeah. All right, cool. But uh, I just want to plug, send us emails. I was going to say that, too, yeah. All right, you take it over from there then, buddy. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. I've been uh, combing through the our Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com, and we've been getting uh, some great emails. I think we're gumming up for another listener file here soon. Yeah, so we as we've learned, one. we know you have your paranormal stories, so please send them to us. We love reading them, and we would uh, love to possibly read some on air. Yeah, and that well, goes but. for any, uh, uh, even if it didn't happen to you, any local stuff you know about, any cryptids, any hauntings, write in and tell us about that. Be your own, be be your own mini field reporter. And you know what? I'll tell my dad to write in. Oh, that'd be great. There you go. Some Please do. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, and then for me, of course, my comic book adventure van is uh, out right now. <gasps> Issue two comes out September twenty sixth. Uh, if your local comic book store is not carrying it, please go in and tell them to order it. Uh, if you want to get caught up and you can't find a physical copy, you can also get it on the Comicsology app for your uh, tablet or iPhone or whatever you use, smartphone. Um, but that's it. Until next week, we remain the Bigfoot Collectors Club. We sure do. We love you guys. Definitely. Bye. 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 Oh, my God. Floating out of my bed. No. no. Sweet <laughs> Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, Please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.